Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow them on Instagram at The Right, right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of After School Talk with your host and co-host Melvin Dukes and Dr. Sharon Dukes. Hello, everyone. Hope everybody's doing great. Wonderful. Excellent. Magnificent. That's enough. <laughs> um, uh, right about now, we we are in the season of... Uh, we're in the holiday season right now, I guess. Yes, yeah, the holidays period. We're coming to Thanksgiving period. and... Um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that kind all of that stuff. All that good stuff. Um, By the time this airs, it'll be Thanksgiving. It might be Thanksgiving. Yes. You might be listening to it before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving. It'll be Thanksgiving. It'll be Thanksgiving by the time this comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. But um, but anyway, what's our small talk for today? What are we talking about today? So, the small talk for today is me understanding, not understanding, but what's the word? Accepting that I have an addiction. Uh, To what? YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely do. I'm a YouTube. You, YouTuber-holic. 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 Daddy. <laughs> You're a YouTuber-holic. Yeah, I'm a YouTuber-holic. That's good, um, that's I good. use YouTube to do everything. So not necessarily as a go-to for um, instructions, even though I do use it for that. But I'm saying, like, I use it just to get myself together. So if I want to clean the house, I'm going to watch a video of somebody else cleaning their house to get me motivated to clean my house. You watch you watch YouTube to do everything like everything. YouTube is my motivation. I don't I, and and I blame a former student. She YouTube-aholic. was the first person to tell me that she never watches TV. She watches YouTube. I was like, for what? Like what? What's because I primarily, I guess I used it to watch the Breakfast Club. Uh, um, uh, like thinking that, back, I really before. didn't. Yeah, before now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but then now, like, you know, my favorite person, not, well, she's not my favorite person to watch, but I'm a, I'm a typically keep up with her videos. Jackie Anna. That's the makeup. Jackie, 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 Jackie. Jackie, 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 Jackie. I don't know what that is, but I know. That's her theme song. Well, I don't never, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't hear it at the beginning. I just know that name. That's you know her voice. Jackie Anna. That's how she talks. Jackie Anna is a beauty blogger vlogger oh. guru influencer i don't know all these terms but anyway she's she does beauty and she's on youtube and she um, primarily um advocates for brown skin girls and making sure that they have the um products that are 
helpful for their skin complexions and that highlights them in a positive way so they don't have to mix three different foundations to get what they need. And then she has a vlog with her uh, soon-to-be husband, Dennis. Now, that's what you watch with me. Yeah, I did watch that, yeah. What you mean you did watch that? They have several of those. I mean, that like you don't watch them. I mean, I don't sit there and just watch, but I've definitely, uh, I've I've seen a few episodes <laughs> here and there, or parts of episodes Try to play here it off. there. I'm just saying. You I, stopped and watched Kevin on stage episode today. Yep, for about five minutes. Whoa, no, you watched that whole thing. That was that was a thirty minutes that you stood right there in front. Of, in the, it was not. Yes, it was. Only the only part I that heard, thing was thirty minutes. Which one? Okay, tell me which one you're about to refer to, and I'm gonna tell you which one you watched for thirty minutes. The <laughs> one where Doughboy was trying to say his reasons why Drake was a um. Yes, that is at least a twenty-five minute clip. And you watched it from beginning to end. I did not. So for those who do not know, Kev on stage is hilarious. He's a great YouTuber. And he has two different podcasts. He has one with his wife called The Love Hour. Ooh, what if we talked about love one day? You said who who you said what? See. See, it ain't gonna work. Never mm. mind. Never mind, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Can't talk to you about love. Mm. Why not? Something's wrong with you. Something wrong with you. <laughs> I know I married you. Anyway. I, I said yes. Anyway, so, therefore. <laughs> anyway, the point of this small talk is you're a YouTuber-holic. I am a YouTuber-holic. You can't get enough. Yep. It's w- great. Morning, noon, and night. You wake up to it. You go to sleep to it. And everything in between, you do it. There's so much out there. And I like watching the different people. It is. I like pe- watching people everything home tours during the holidays. And they show you what all they have decorated. And it's just like, this is so cute. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube holic. Any more YouTube holics out there? Uh, Let's make a group. Oh please, and come tell together us, and tell us what you watch on YouTube on a regular basis. Oh yeah, that'd be dope. Tell us what you watch on YouTube, and I and I and I will say this: now though there is some deep philosophical content on YouTube, I normally use it for the other end. Sometimes I do need a um, like Kevin on stage did a a, a, a a episode, I guess is what you would call it. Is that what you call it? An episode on YouTube? Not necessarily, because... Well, yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. Because they say they're channels. Well, so, yeah. It's my YouTube channel. Or at least the one Shaylin watched say my YouTube channel. Anyway, but um, he he and several other um black men discussed their uh first... What's, what's the reaction? Their, their reaction to the When They See Us film. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those like, ooh, yeah, I needed to hear a group of people and their opinions and kind of digest it all because I've still I still have not seen it. Me listening either. and listening to them still made me be like, I don't want to see it. Um, I think sometimes we are in a culture where, what is it, FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. So you feel like you're gonna miss out if you don't see. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you you have to remember is you can't take it back once you see it. Yeah, so there are some things I won't click on. I don't want to know. Not I'm not gonna say I don't want to know. Like I don't want to be informed, but I just don't want to see the images of it because I can't get that out of my mind. So yeah, but most of the time, everything on YouTube is good stuff, happy stuff. Yeah, everything you click on, everything you watch, that fall in your line of of uh, what is, what is it like things to watch, things you may be interested in. Yeah, things you may be interested in. Yeah, yeah. and the um the other uh thing i saw the other day though that was kind of like ooh, i wonder if melvin will go with me i didn't tag you on facebook because i knew you would not comment and be like Mm-mm. it's a scary movie yep what is it <laughs> your face um janelle monae's in it 
Oh, that Antebellum movie? Yes. I don't understand it because parts of it look like it's taking place in the, I don't know. Current, present. Current, yeah, present day. Some of it look like it's in the past. Right, like way in the past. It's slavery time. People getting snatched up. And And going back to the past? past Oh, my Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what I think happened. Mm. Mm, That makes for a horror movie. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) That that makes for a horror movie. You don't get no information like what 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 the movie is from the uh, trailer. Yeah, I did see that, and I did see it on your, on your, uh, on Facebook. But I saw it somewhere else first, mm-hmm. and then I saw it. I did see it on your Facebook. But yeah, that you don't get no, no kind of, uh, peek at the what, as to what that movie is about. That was it. The trailer is the peak. You're just saying it wasn't. It wasn't a. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Like, <laughs> all yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing Janelle Monae in current space and Janelle Monae in slavery space, and right. it's like what. What is this movie about? That, <laughs> but I, but in all honesty, um, uh, I think that's the part that intrigues me that I want to go see it. I'm like, what in the world? I'm gonna say that Plus, it's um, that. it's the same director. Okay, it's the same somebody. We are not that well versed in film and cinema, so I don't know who's who. As us and, and get um, out, get out. Yeah. yeah. So that was already. Psh, sign me up. I'm ready. Yeah, that's true. I know several people who did not like us. Man, us was. Whew. I want to see that again, actually. But yes, like during the daytime with the lights on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Yeah, that was some funny parts, but I still want to watch it with, with the Howard sweatshirt on in the back. In the daytime with the lights on. But you can tell he probably ain't never been in a fight with nobody. This is absolutely not. This is. This, that made me think on stage. It's not a test. It's the real thing. I didn't see that. You ain't see what? When Kevin said say that? You ain't never seen that? Melvin. And you gonna talk about me with black You summer. said Kevin on stage? Not Kevin on stage. Kevin Hart. Okay, okay, okay. Kevin yeah, Hart. Yeah, okay, did right, I say right, Kevin yeah. on stage? You did. Yeah, I that you means did. I'm speaking into existence. This, this man will be just like. Just as big ass. Just as big ass. Anyway. Kevin Hart. Let's okay. get into what's today's episode about. So today's episode. We have talked in the last two episodes about me and my career and how I had. A difficult time <laughs> trying to figure out what my role was in education and then once I figured it out and I thought that um this was a great way to make an impact and and um uh I guess you could say build a new program within our district that I got I got told shut up little girl <laughs> yep. but really what I got told was um no just we're not gonna listen to you right now no you got a pat on the head like oh that's cute but um, we actually could use you to go over here doing this as a counselor. Mm-hmm. And you didn't like, no, I don't want to go do that. I no. want to stay right here and turn this into something else. Correct. So um, as we were going through that, we talked about how um, I transitioned to a new school, still kept doing the same initiatives. And you and I ended up at the second school together, right? Yeah. But at the second school, as everything is rolling and, you know, same kind of programming, freshman transition, student programming, student development, leadership skills, um, you decided you was looking for something else to do. Yeah, I was out of that. I was out. <laughs> I was about to say something else, but yeah, I was out that jank. I was all oh, out jank. that place. For those who are not from the South, jank is a Southern word. That can mean so many different things. But we're going to kind of talk about when you see that it is time to make that transition in education or when you're feeling like it's time to make that transition. 
Um, I know for future episodes, it can even not even let's let's not even say future episodes right now. There are several people who could be listening to this who don't work in the field of education, right. but have the same sentiments when they are at a, yes, yeah. they are at a job and having this moment of, am I supposed to be here? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Lord, send me a sign if I'm supposed to go. So for you in particular. You looked at this as like a break, like you needed a break, or were you done altogether? Like I don't want to teach. I don't like. I don't like this at all. Um. See, and that's the thing. A break, or I'm doing it. Initially, it was like I am so done with teaching. I'm never doing this again. I'm not coming back to it. I don't want to change schools. I don't want to change districts. I don't want to change cities. None of that. I am done with teaching. Period. Do not put me in the classroom. Uh, have me, you know, talking in front of the students, teaching them different things. I am absolutely done with teaching. Um, but I guess as kind of the next few months went on, and of course with prayer and stuff like that, um, I kind of found myself kind of realizing, like, no, but I actually enjoyed teaching. It was just certain parts about the job and where I was and, you know, different people I had to deal with that kind of made me be like, you know what, maybe it is, it's not the actual position um is maybe it's about my place my or you know where i am right now and i just going i'm gonna take a break from it okay, and, break. and so initially it was a break right no no, no. initially it was I'm oh initially done. it was i'm, I'm done completely with done completely. and then it moved into like and then it a turned break. into okay i'm just gonna take a break from it i'm gonna take a break from it you feel like um hmm I, i'm i'm thinking about when other people are feeling like this who were the people you would talk to when you were feeling like i'm done this is this is i can't do this Honestly, um, one of the main people I talked to was my mom, uh, and I told her because she pretty much knew everything I was going through. She, she, as you know, also was a math teacher, um, and you know she was getting down to her last couple of years of teaching. So when I talked to her, it was from a place of, uh. I don't know. I just I just felt so much better in talking to her because she knew where I was coming from. So that she she didn't fit because because initially this is what I'm thinking. I'm just hearing you say your mom is that she's in the field. You she's are in the field. The field. Yep. Um, both of you guys are excelling in it. Um, okay. so that she may have some feelings of no. Why would you want to do that? Like this is. And it and you, you know, know you it's almost like going into the family business. You're about to jump out of the family business, right? And uh, uh, really and truly, initially that's exactly how I thought she was going to take it. But then when she started explaining that teaching has changed so much, when she started, she my mom started teaching in '83 and mm-hmm. has taught ever since. And she just retired this past um, school year, and here it is 2019. So from '83 to 2019, she has seen a lot. Mm. Uh, as far as teaching goes, as far as the classroom goes, as far as student goes, as far as administration, as far as several aspects of teaching. Um, so when I, I came to her about it, she was like, son, I completely understand. Things are just not the same mm. as they used to be. And we think about, oh, we ain't been out of school that long. We ain't been out of high school that long. But right. really, truly, we've been out, you know, 10, 15 years. And even she said, the students are necessarily not the same <laughs> as it, as it, as it, uh, we were or students were when uh, when we was in high school or you know administration not the same or rules are not the same or you know just different things that teachers have to do just not the same so it's so much that has changed even in just 10 to 15 years that uh, that she's been teaching so like I said when I came to her about it and and just being kind of aggravated with the different things that we have to do 
um, the different paperwork that we have to do uh, or keep up with, um, all the call logging and getting getting uh, uh, different, I ain't going to say punishments, but, you know, different things have consequences for not having lesson plans and all this kind of stuff. She she really understood where I was coming from and, you know, immediately embraced everything I had to say about me coming out of the profession. And and she agrees. Like I, like I said, she said, so I, I completely understand. I completely understand. So she was all for it. She, she was, was okay with it. Yeah, she was completely okay with it. Completely now, if okay you if you were having this, I cannot do this anymore. A flip the table moment <laughs> in your career. Do you can you look back and say that there was a defining moment? And there was a. I think I think my defining moment was, and it's crazy that it, it happened like this. My last three years of teaching. All right, last three years. The third to the last year was one of my greatest years. That was the year I got nominated to be teacher of the year for the following year. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we going into my second to the last year. I'm thinking, okay, this is my teacher of the year year. (laughs) And it's about to be a great year. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be the year from hell. Like, <laughs> like this ain't even it. I ain't trying to do nothing. Like, y'all gonna have this uh this award back. Y'all gonna have this parking space. Y'all gonna have all this back. I don't want none of this. None of this. At all. I'm finna walk out the door right now. But um, but but you know, I, I stayed in it, and and you know that year was we had a, a large group of freshmen come in. Um, we I think we were kind of short staffed, and even before the you, first, what? Sorry, you think it was kind of well, we were the whole district short yeah, yeah, The whole district was short <laughs> but we had a large number of freshmen come in. We had schedules set, blah blah blah. And before the first nine weeks ended, we was already uh, shaking up all the classes. Um, you know, these classes got dropped, these classes got pushed together. So now you're going from a class of you know maybe 20, 25, something that's manageable to a class of 35, 40 in one classroom. And that's when things went downhill for the rest of the year. I'm talking about I'm using every single desk in my classroom. I'm grabbing desks from across the hall. I'm using my, my teacher desk as one of the one of the, one of the student desks. And it was just too much going on. Um, even for a person that had great classroom management, it was just so hard sometimes. And then when you had, you know, uh behavior problems, like it was one class period, I think I had Four, four of the baddest <laughs> ninth graders in that one full class period. And, you know, not getting the support that I, I, I thought I deserved with these students. It was just crazy that entire year. And, um, you know, that started my prayer on, Lord, if you just get me out of this and find right. something else for me, because I am over it. Yeah. So that second to the last year, that was the year that was like, this is not it. I don't want this award. Y'all can have all this back. You know, whatever y'all thought y'all was giving me, take all this junk back. Right. Um, and then, you know, going into the last year, um, I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit better. Did you go into it knowing it was your last year? Um, I think so. I think so. I, I wasn't 100% sure, mm-hmm. but I think my mind was pretty much on. And, and even with even with that, talking about defining moments, going into that last year, I was like, okay, you know what? I think this is my last year. But the defining moment from that year was, number one, I was teaching seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it all seniors? Yeah, I think I was teaching all seniors that very last year. But the defining moment for that year that literally told me that this is absolutely it. Coming down to Christmas break or coming back from Christmas break, 
um, like I said, I'm teaching seniors. You know, this is a class that they have to have to graduate and all this kind of stuff. And it was brought to my attention that, and wasn't even brought to my attention, um, just uh, administration came to me and was just talking about, you know, several uh, seniors are failing. They need this class. What are you going to do about it? And I'm looking like, well, what you mean what I'm going to do about it? Like, I've already, <laughs> we talking about they failed the first nine weeks, and we wrapping up the second nine weeks. And now we're having a conversation about what we're going to do for the ones that failed for the first nine weeks. If you work in Richmond County and some other counties have the same type thing of uh, something called grade recovery, um, you know, credit recovery, whatever. I always did my grade recovery. Always have. That's something you can guarantee that I'm going to do. So I had my grade recovery. Those students didn't which, do the grade recovery. Which for those who um, like I like staff room podcast is all the way in canada i people right. that listen out there great recovery is that moment where a student has not um well he can go one or two ways they could have actually performed well considering like maybe made a b or something but they want to want improve to the grade right. so they get a grade recovery packet or online assignments right. it's something that the student has to complete that goes along with the uh, the content for that nine weeks mm-hmm. and if they complete it and if they get whatever grade on that it can be supplemented to the to that final grade for that nine weeks and change Correct. that grade right um which is with we'll get in that later but so so at the time like you say you've done your you've had you sent out grade right recovery i've sent out my grade grade uh grade recovery uh assignments um, I've sent out the calendar for it. I've given all the students the contract. We've met one on one. Like it's a whole day that I take out um, of of one of the class periods at in the end of each nine weeks, and we I sit down with every single student one on one, and we talk about what that grade is, what they want it to be. Um, if they complete this packet and the the test at the very end, what could that grade go up to? All this kind of stuff. So I've done my part as the teacher to say. Mm-hmm. All these students can indeed improve their failing grade from the first nine weeks. Mm-hmm. So I've done what I need to do. These students did not do what they need to do to fail to I meant to uh, pass the class. Period. So when it came, when it was brought to me, like, what are you gonna do? That's when it was like, I've already done my part, and you mm-hmm. want me to do more because they didn't do theirs? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You I'm, feel like I'm so a, done. You feel like this is a a common thing for teachers to be in that. Boat. I definitely do. Okay, I in definitely boat, do. In the boat where it's like, okay, I have to do more. They have, and there's a teacher, and the student does not have to do because we're not. I think some things. The question that, I, <laughs> being that I wasn't, I was not in the classrooms. For me, I would have to push and ask questions, right? Because I didn't understand the issues sometimes with with teachers. I'm like, okay, well, just get them another grade. <laughs> I don't know, but then it it became where. um we are losing the accountability for the student, and that's a, that was which is my, which is needed absolutely. in order for them to be productive beyond beyond this, high school, beyond this absolutely. High school. So absolutely. it was it was like uh, an idea of if I continue to tell uh, my daughter that she don't worry about we don't worry about potty training, she's just gonna wear. Di- I mean, she can just wear a diaper, but it's like at some point we have to be like, no. You have to tell us when you have, when you feel like you have to go. Yes, you're gonna to have to sit on this potty for maybe two minutes to just <laughs> get you get you acclimated to doing this. Because what we're trying to do is get you to the point where all right, you are independent of the diaper and you know how to go on your own. So Absolutely. I remember I remember having that conversation with the students and trying to get them 
adjusted to the idea of being held accountable for right. your academics. Right. And that was my whole thing. At what point, at at what stage are we ever going to hold these students accountable? If we continue to give them grade recovery packet after grade recovery packet, I can literally have a student come in, sit and chill uh, and disrespect, dis- disrupt the classroom for a whole nine weeks because they already know, oh, I'm going to get this grade recovery packet at the very end. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it and they're going to give me two weeks to do it. I'm going to take it home. I can get somebody else to do it. And then, you know, I come in and take whatever whatever test. Because um, you got, and, and I, I want to say this about the two-week part. Um, I know that, that it may seem, well, of course, I'm going to go with that if I only have, if, if, you, if you're going to make it where you have two weeks. Um, how am I trying to say this? It, it just seems like the better fit, right? But you have to remember that school is still continuing. So if we say oh, that yeah. it's not due until the end of the school year or something like that, Okay, well, that was the content from September. Is <laughs> you know we we still have to continue to do report card progress reports, report cards, and graded. So it's literally a quick window to get this information done, and then you 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 can't you you're kind of trying to figure out how do I pack in? We've been going over something for nine weeks, and I have to pack in two weeks worth of it, and then you have people that say, well, just do packets on the stuff they didn't do okay if they didn't do anything for the entire nine weeks i still have to pick pack nine weeks worth of stuff into a two-week period and so that's that another thing that's another thing everybody's packet wasn't the same like you just said for the student that didn't do well on anything they had a packet that covered everything for the one that just messed up on you know these three topics they had a, a, a packet for those three topics so it wasn't like every single student was getting the exact same packet across the board I had to make packets based on the student and what they, you know, failed or didn't do so good on, good on different standards and elements and stuff like that. I had to cater these packets again mm-hmm. when I already did them the first time. And that's something uh, Devin was just talking about on Twitter. I, I don't. He was saying as a teacher, I need more planning. Like, Absolutely, I need more planning. So now you're looking at I need planning to plan for the the normalized nine weeks i guess is what you look at it then i have to plan for the grade recovery two week as the rest of the nine weeks continue most definitely yes yeah, so, most definitely. so and uh, then come back and get the packets back and grade those yeah packets and then and, grade and those then, packets <laughs> and then grade those packets like um uh at 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 the and the, our our plan was for the matches at at our school um, the plan was you give them the packet. They had so much time to get the packet done. And then on one or two days after school, if the student had to come back and take whatever test covered all the information that they missed the first time. Mm. So then I got to, you know, sit out of school with a classroom full of seniors, everybody trying to take whatever test that they need to take to make up for that first nine weeks. Again, they didn't do this the first time. So I'm now having to come back around the christmas break and right before classes started in january to get a whole new thing going right. for them to make up again the first and now second nine weeks so mm-hmm. my whole issue was when are we going to hold these students accountable it doesn't make sense for me to continue giving them chance out of chance out of chance out of chance fail them <laughs> like my thing was just fail them no you failed Set, yourself it, yeah, accept the f yeah except accept, accept the f, f and, and hopefully on. you can a hundred on out for the rest of the school year. But my thing is, you got to make an example out of somebody so that the ones that come after is like, whoa, but they ain't playing by this whole grade thing. Like, we really got to get it done the first time. When they give us that grade recovery the first time, we got to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do to get it. Right. But now that we have put this whole, okay, well, let's get them another packet. We've now put it in place and, and set the standard for the ones that come in the following grades. 
oh, we ain't really got to do nothing. I seen you. We could chill because they gonna give us a great recovery oh, packet about two or three times through the year. So me. we we straight, and that was my point. <laughs> that was my problem. We are now setting the standard for. All students coming after this class right here are going to have chance after chance after chance after chance to get these grades that they need to, to graduate. Because ideally, you would want for a student who is facing a challenge to have the opportunity to get you know go through this i think about students we've had who houses caught on fire my mom has died i'm pregnant and we don't have maternity leave first for for a student so here here is the great recovery let's work on stuff but i think that the the um idea for some reason i just felt like people didn't think teachers were going to go ahead and help students like some some teachers like i think about even when i was in high school it was some teachers no they weren't they were just they were just they didn't have compassion period right yeah. you, i don't yeah. care if you got in a car wreck we had a test you didn't take it you get a zero but for the most part most teachers were like i understand what's going on like come see me after school or um let's 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 look at what adjustments we can make to help you but when the students were um huh, it was almost as if they were bold enough to and I know almost they were bold enough to tell you that's what they were gonna do. Like, oh, absolutely. They was, was definitely saying. Yeah, that. they would say it to your face. Of I'm, I'm just, not gonna do I'm this. Gonna, I'm gonna wait, wait for on the great recovery. recovery. And then it was like, what? <laughs> and then and then it got it got close to the end of the nine weeks. They'll see that they failing, and they'll come to you. I'm gonna do. You gonna get great recovery, right? <laughs> and I'd be damned if I said no. <laughs> if I had said no, oh, every parent would have been in my classroom <laughs> raising. You know what? So it, it, like I said, it just it got puts you in a, between a rock and a hard place. Absolutely, and I and like I say, it was that moment that I was like, you know what, I'm not doing this again because I refuse to be a senior teacher next year, and so much pressure is being put on me because I got seniors not passing this class, and it's a class they need to graduate. Now the graduation rate looking like X, Y, and Z, all because of your class. Mm-hmm. I refuse to go through it. Not finna happen. Not finna, and that was one of the things that was that was raised to me during that time of talking about um you know seniors failing for the first nine weeks was the graduation rate i i i, I completely understand what the graduation rate represents and all this kind of stuff but really truth i don't give a damn about that part <laughs> i don't care nothing about that all i care about is what my students are supposed to get in my classroom really and truthfully and they if they and ta- if they're they not getting it them to the next level exactly and if they're not getting it then they're going to have to repeat it, not mm-hmm. in the form of a great recovery or a credit recovery or, or nothing like that. Yeah, I'm going to give you that first time to make it up mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not finna keep on giving you more and more and more and more chances to make up what you missed the first two times. That <laughs> that was I, I didn't feel like that was my responsibility and not something I should have been doing. So that was definitely the moment where I was like, I am out of here. So that second, that whole last semester, my I had a different approach on things. It was like, here you go. You want it? You got it. Mm-hmm. You here you go. You want that? All right, cool. You want to make it up again? Cool. All right, see me out of school? Yeah, no problem. You want edge credit? All right, cool. We'll do that too. What do you feel like that was doing to the student though? When it's like, a, okay, here you go. Everything. Setting them up for failure. Okay, that's exactly what it does. It sets them mm-hmm. up for failure. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? The very next year, let's fast forward. I was now teaching math at the local college. I've just left this particular high school and I'm now teaching math at the local college. Some of these same students that just <laughs> left my classroom are now in my class at the local college. Ooh. 
And now they looking like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Mr. Deuce is now teaching me da-da-da-da-da while I'm in college. college. And now I'm looking at them like, ain't no second chances <laughs> now. Ain't, ain't no you great know, recovery ain't no now. Recovery. And you know what happened? They dropped the class. But if they had been held to the fire back in high school, been, they would have been, been straight in college. Cause like, you know what? I'm not getting the second chance here. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And I gotta make sure I'm hitting the ground running. When it soon soon after that class come, I gotta make sure I'm on my it if, if anything, it should have been what I got the same and I done passed him in high school. Should, oh, it should have been a breeze. It should have been I should have been a breeze. <laughs> like, I already passed Should've him in high school. Breed. It's gonna be nothing. And it was the complete it opposite. Was opposite. And complete I think too opposite. that that speaks that speaks volumes when there were students. Um, I know that, that contacted you when they got to college for help. Like literally, fa- doing the Facetime through uh, <laughs> Facebook through Messenger. Messenger yes, yeah. yeah, like this is the this is the question. Mm-hmm. Or students would send messages. Oh my gosh, my professor is going over X, Y, and Z right now and so glad i already learned that in your class because now it makes sense and so i think that plays a part too of where you in any job you're at you start to question the integrity of what you're doing absolutely and i think some people um will look at those who have stayed and weathered the storm and um you got a question one are they a are they don't care <laughs> like so they're they gonna or are they one of the people that they just they continue to try to fight for it so why right. what was it that you didn't feel like it was worth fighting like fighting the system to to fix this okay so uh most people math is one of them subjects that you gotta know you gotta know everything in a before you move on to b so i understood that it was going to continuously be a struggle for everybody that came to my class, especially if I was teaching seniors, mm-hmm. it was going to always be a struggle because I know for a fact these students, you know, they didn't necessarily understand what they had before. Now they're in this senior level class and they're going to try to understand it, understand it now. Um, and I knew for a fact it was going to be that pressure again to make sure they pass. And like you said, bringing up the whole integrity thing, I was not with that part of it. If you do your absolute best and you make a D in my class or a C in my class, I'm cool with it. Absolutely fine with it. Mm-hmm. Based on the way I teach, I know I'm a great teacher. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. So if you're in my class, even if you come to me with nothing, I'm going to break things down for you, for you to get some kind of understanding. And like I say, at least D your way out. Mm-hmm. But don't try to come at me to get in these uh, great recovery packages and stuff like that or um i'm getting the hand pushed at me from the back from you know the higher ups to to kind of help these kids get whatever they they want to get because mm-hmm. really true that's what it was they want an a all right we'll help them get an a but they don't know a material mm. they don't know the stuff to get an a in the class so now at the end of the year when they got an a average in pre-cal it's really not saying that they have a knowledge in their head on pre-cal mm-hmm. so that was just something that i was not willing to uh, uh i guess stay in it um and 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 have that representation on on me i don't want somebody coming out of my class saying oh yeah i passed him to do class with an a but soon you ask them what's the pythagorean theorem oh um i don't know which which, for educators that's a big deal because the next teacher they get or the school they college they go to or um i've even heard you and um 
oh goodness you in the science department talking about this where they the the um the information can overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it becomes a, well, all of them that come out of his class don't know such right. and such. Right, right. And you're like, but I was trying. Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep. And, I, and I want to insert this real quick. A story that a, a student told me that is my favorite. This is my hands down favorite math story about you. Is that the student was in a class that was an honors class. And he said the teacher was going over whatever the content is. And she's saying it. And then she's saying it in Chinese, and then she's saying it standing on top of her head, and then she's saying it <laughs> whatever language she could think of. And the students were just sitting there thinking, we, we do not get what you're saying. So he said the teacher literally stopped what she was doing, went across the hall to you, and said, can you come in here and tell them such and such? So the student said, you walk in, she go watch your class for a second. <laughs> he said, he said, you know, all the kids call me mom. He was like, mom, let me show you how he did it. He was like, all right, so. You do such, 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 right? Got this? Okay. So then he said, you on the, writing on the board with the try and make some more. Da, 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 da. So you do this and carry this and then blah, blah, blah. Got that right? What? So everybody get? Okay. So you did. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. All right. So you answer such, such. He said the whole class went, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no. He was like, Miss Deuce. It was like, he just came in and it just made sense. And I've heard so many students say that where it's like, if you don't understand it after Miss Duke said it to you, I don't know what else to tell you. Cause you do an excellent job of breaking it, breaking it down to the, to the student. So it, it was always like, a um, it wasn't the, Oh goodness. That the information was not attainable. Right. As we've not made it a priority for students to get and maximize on what is coming from the teacher uh, as much as it is like, let me get this grade and move on. And it, it needs to come in the way, in the manner I see it should come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what it had turned into. Not a matter of, you know, getting the knowledge, but just, just make sure they pass the class so we can, they can graduate. Right, that, and right. that's, that's essentially that's what it was. Forget what you're teaching. Just make sure they get a passing grade. And, I, and I'm going to say this as the person that worked in higher ed. And I just um, recently had a conversation with a former student about this where she just felt um, underprepared. And so I was mentioning on Facebook, I said, but this is why it's, it's, it's a, uh, an issue. You have to remember this. If you are an administrator and if you are a counselor in particular, do not be afraid to fight against this idea of we want to see how many students we get accepted to college. That's not how you do this because what she recognized was that her schooling in, in, in high school and particularly her senior year, she said did not prepare her for the college level. And this is, and this is as simple as it was. She said, cause here, um, you know, it'll be three weeks before you get an, another assignment. And I'm used to assignments, assignments, assignments. And I was like, Oh, Absolutely. Oh no! Do they Absolutely. do it different at the college? And she was like, "Shut, Miss Dude." Yep. <laughs> but I was like, "I'm." See, I said, "But I, I tried to tell you guys. I said you guys were so mad if the teacher didn't give you so many assignments because we're supposed to have this many assignments. But see, that doesn't prepare you for the next level mm -hmm. because if we look at this in a in a grand scheme of things, right? We're not saying that the work should be so rigorous where nobody can pass it, but at least the layout of it should resemble the collegiate level on one hand, right? right. And then the layout of it should also be um, conducive to those students who are not going to college. Absolutely. So why are you stressing and throwing pre-calumny and I'm going, like one of my former students, to go work at the post office and make more money than any of us? Yeah. He's yeah. My, my perfect example of 
he did not go to college and he has no student loans. He has a house. He got a car, family, everything and did what he needed to do. But you were going to jam something down his throat. You got to have this. Not No, not necessarily. Because if he did decide to go to college, he could start it for the two-year and go to the four-year and transition just as fine as anybody else. So it doesn't have to be that way. But when you construct things where it's not mirroring what the next step is going to be, it gets a little... It gets very murky. And then mm-hmm. the student, then you got those students who feel like, now I don't know what to do. And 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 the reason I said college acceptance shouldn't be the push is I can get any kid accepted in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get there are schools that do open, right. uh, what is it called? Open door policy. Right. So we can get you accepted. Mm-hmm. Now, can you actually enroll and transition to the sophomore year? Mm-hmm. Can you get to graduation within four to five years? Right. Because now you just feel like you in hell because it's so different than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Hence why we always felt like at the madness school, they were, yes, they could scale back a little bit. They were a little rigorous, but once I got to college, I was like, it was a breeze. It was the exact it was same like, thing. I, like I, it, and you know, um, the scholarship that I had going off to uh, Fort Valley, we were taking 21, 22, 23 hours every semester. 22 hours. Y'all, we almost know, broke up. We almost broke up yeah. when he was in college. Um, but, <laughs> Even even having that many uh, hours per semester, because I went through A.R. Johnson, even 21, 22, 23 hours was a breeze. Like, it was so easy. I can't imagine what it would have been like for me leaving A.R. Johnson and going to Fort Valley taking 12 hours, oh. taking 15 hours. Like, oh, I okay, it wouldn't have been as... as it, it, yeah. I, I would have had that. so much free time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, rem- I remember... so different. I, and I did, she was my least favorite teacher. Still my least favorite. No, Miss Inko. I don't know where she at, and I, and I said her name for all my A.R. Johnson people. Miss Inko is probably my least favorite teacher, but um, I had another literature teacher who was my least favorite. But when I tell you, I sent her an email my freshman year in college and said, thank you. As annoying as it was, she had me ready for essays. Because my first essay, I kind of half did it, and that teacher failed me so hard. Mm-hmm. And it was all the same stuff that my high school teacher had been telling me. It was like, oh, so on my second essay, oh, I'm killing it because she had told me to do this and I didn't I didn't apply it the way right. I was supposed to, yeah, but let I'll me get get with it. About. But when you're in a situation where, you know, like I've had students say, like, I know I'm not doing my best work, but I keep getting to be here. Okay, that's not no, 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 no. You at least need to know this is not the level of work that you need to do and it's gonna be reflected in the grade. So yeah. get it get it together. Yeah, yeah. Um we you know what? I was going to we was gonna have a second segment and everything, but we all ran out of time today, guys. So, oh, um, yeah, I know, crazy. We <laughs> we gonna have to pick this this subject up on the next um episode, but on the next ep- well, if not on the next one, maybe the one after that. We are going to also get into talking to you guys about what our top gifts are for the holidays. And when we say gifts, we're not talking about gifts to other people. We're talking about a gift for yourself. Oh yeah. Yes, and so oh, yeah. um, you need to take a moment and find stuff for you, and just pamper yourself. So just look out. We'll have it posted on the Right Effects um, Instagram, on our Twitter page, um, Two Dukes Up on Twitter, or Doctor Sharon Dukes on Twitter, and um, just give you guys some ideas on some good finds, some good buys. So on that episode, that's all we're talking about on that episode. We just gone. And in the meantime, um, hit us up and let us know some of your favorite gifts. Like, what's something that you actually like to get for yourself? What do you want somebody to get for you? Just what are some of your favorite gifts? Because, like I said, that's what we're going to be talking about um, on the next episode of After School Talk. After School Talk.